Thank you for tuning in to the Phase 1 Sports Podcast. In today's episode, the Phase 1 crew reacts to the draft picks selected in the 2022 NFL Draft. Thank you for always listening to Phase 1 Sports Podcast, a proud sponsor of Bar Harbor Sellers Winery. Hi, it's Eric from Bar Harbor Sellers Winery located in Bar Harbor, Maine. Bar Harbor Cellars is a family-owned and operated winery for almost two decades. And we have a very simple philosophy. When you want to make great wine, use great fruit. Our method is to source the fruit of our wines based on the quality, not fashion. We work with independent growers throughout Europe and North America who practice safe and sustainable viticultural methods allowing us to make wines across a wide spectrum. We're able to offer simple fruit wines with some delicate sweet notes, all the way up to big, bold varietal reds and crisp and delicious whites. Whether it's apples and blueberries from our backyard here in the state of Maine, or the delicate Pinot Noir grapes of Northern Italy, we truly enjoy crafting these delicious, interesting natural wines for you to enjoy. So when you're in Bar Harbor, please visit us at Bar Harbor Cellars. And if you need to, visit our website. Let us see if we can ship our wine to you. BarHarborCellars.com. That's BarHarborCellars.com. Select your favorite wine from our wine vault, and we'll see about shipping it to you. And now, let's ship you over to the Premier Sports team on the stereo app, the Phase 1 Sports Crew. And to you, our guests, and to the Phase 1 team, we raise a glass and say salute. PJ, what's going on? PJ, you there? What's up, Biggie? What's up, boys? How's everybody? What's up, Kason? Oh. Saeed, what time is it uh, by you right now? It's just midnight right now in London. You get it. So, you get in the game so, on the NFL Network or ESPN? The draft, I mean. Oh, oh, NFL Network. Yeah, yeah, that's mm. what I'm watching. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy I mean, seeing it move around like this all these years. It's a lot of fun now, different cities. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Do you know what? It's, it's funny because um, imagine if the draft was in New York like it was before. You know, just imagine. Because if you think about the Jets having two top 10 picks, the Giants have two top 10 picks. Even the Eagles have two picks in, in the in the in the middle of the first round. So, I mean, I would have been quite crazy. You know, you, you get a lot of Giants, Jets fans and Eagles fans, you know, like all clustered up in the room, you know. Like... It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy when they do that. What's up, Case? I think he's on. I'm not sure. But I know he's working tonight, I think, actually. No, actually, mm-hmm. Saeed, how, how old are you? Oh, 23. Okay, so I'm a little I'm a little older than you are. So I, I actually remember going to the draft a few times when it was in the garden. And it's mm-hmm. exactly it's exactly how you imagine. 
Like there would be a section for giant fans. There'd be a section for jet fans. There'd be a section for Raider fans, small section for cowboy fans. And it was such a blast when that would go on in there. But yet I'm looking at it today. This is probably like the seventh or eighth year, maybe even longer now since they haven't had it in Madison square garden. And it was the most brilliant move to move the draft around every year now, the way they're doing it, because it keeps all these cities super interested, and it makes the NFL a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's the beauty of the draft. It, you know, it's able to move around different parts of the country. This is the first time that the draft is in the West Coast as well. Like, so you know, it's, it's kind of it's going to be weird seeing the NFL draft, you know, in daylight, where we're so used to having it in the East Coast, where you know it's already where darkness is, has already arrived by the time the draft has, has already begun so um yeah you're right because it's only what four o'clock out there now yeah it's four o'clock then in vegas so yeah and yeah it's seven for you guys in eastern time in the seven east coast, for, so. yep seven east uh, coast for us my friend so yeah it's gonna, I mean, this is gonna be interesting tonight because looking at some of the mocks that just came out today and yesterday and, and we knew this was going to happen. It's it's pretty different than what we all had when we did the mock draft show. Mm, yeah, it's a little different. About, yeah, because yeah, we did ours in a couple a couple of weeks ago. So yeah, I did my yeah I did my top ten prediction uh, late last night. I just did what? it based on what I think may happen, um, just from a personal belief. My picks. Uh, PJ did his as well. Um, for me, my my predictions right here. So I've got the Jaguars actually taking Trayvon Walker at number one. There's been a lot of buzz about him over the last month or so, pretty much since the combine. You know, he put on a great display. You know, Jacksonville Jaguars seem to like him, especially Trent Bolkey, the GM. You know, of the of the Jaguars. So you know, um, seems to like Trayvon Walker. He's I think it's due to his upside. Um, I, I, you guys got to remember. I don't know if you guys watch college football as much as I do, but uh, he was underutilized in Georgia. Uh, they used him all over uh, on the defensive line, um, so he didn't really have as much um, snaps as a an, as an actual defensive end. Right. So, um, so yeah, some people saying that he wasn't used um, correctly, or some people saying he was underutilized, or he was just used all over the defensive line. So his production, you know, isn't there. You know, like a like an Aiden Hutchinson or Kayvon Thibodeau or Jermaine Johnson. Like for me, like those are my top three pass rushers: Kayvon Thibodeau, Aiden Hutchinson, and Jermaine Johnson are my top three pass rushers. Trayvon Walker's right. fourth for on. me. I was about to say, what's the what's the major difference? Because I've been hearing a lot about um, Hutchinson from from Michigan. I watch a lot mm. of Big Ten football. I, I think he's worthy of the um, first round pick. But like, what's the major differences like between the three defensive ends? Because I think they all play a different style of play. I heard about the kid from Georgia is a little bit more raw, and then like Hutchinson is like yeah. able he, he's able to fit in and play immediately on that defensive side of the ball. Biggie, what's up, man? What's up, my <laughs> friend? Good to hear your voice. Good to hear your voice. No, that's a great that's a great question, Kaysan, because yeah. we all know Saeed is our college is our college genius on this. It seems to me, and and Saeed, answer you can answer Kaysan's question, but. It seems to me like this fantasy football term is being used now um, in real football. It seems to me that Hutchinson has like the lower ceiling between him and Walker. So like, like Kesa, what is the main difference between these guys? I mean, yeah, look, I mean, you, Aiden Hutchinson has a lower ceiling than Kayvon Thibodeau as well. I still think Kayvon Thibodeau is my be the best edge rusher for me. That's my opinion. Kayvon Thibodeau was the consensus number one pass rusher throughout the entire college football season, all the way up until, you know, um, when uh, when Michigan beat um, Ohio State, when Aiden Hutchinson put on the show. And that's when a lot of people started to turn heads and said, you know what, Aiden Hutchinson is the number one edge in this draft, right? Um, and that's no disrespect to Aiden Hutchinson. I think he's great. Uh, I think, you know, I think he's also worthy of a number one overall pick, even like just like Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, you know, Trayvon Walker, I think it's a bit of a reach. Um, a lot of people think that way just because he is raw, like you said, Kaysom, as And also his production from, uh, you know, at his time in Georgia just isn't there. So, you know, the numbers just in terms of sacks, pressures, 
you know, just they're not as they're not nearly as much as maybe an Aiden Hutchinson from last year or Kayvon Thibodeau over a spread amount of time at Oregon. So see a lot of people scratching their heads as to why Trayvon Trayvon Walker could be the number one overall pick. Um you know, at this rate it's it's not a shock if if he goes number one just because the buzz has been legit. Um and yeah, if he does go number one, yeah, it's just it's it's not surprising. But I think yeah, if they were to pick Trayvon Walker, it would be a reach. Just my my personal opinion because I I got Kayvon Thibodeau, Aiden Hutchinson, I even got Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State higher than Trayvon Walker in my ranking. So you know, he, my fourth best edge rusher kind of go number one, which is uh, yeah, I mean, uh, who would have thought of that uh, a month ago? In in your mock draft. Who do you have as the first wide receiver off the board? So I have Drake London off the board first. It's it's, it's kind of a toss-up between him and Garrett Wilson. Um, had Jermaine Johnson not got that ACL injury um, during the uh, during the uh, the, um, the college football playoffs, he would have he would have been my number one wide receiver. Um, so uh, yeah, look, Drake London. Um, and Gary Olson, two completely different wide receivers. Drake London comes from a mold of a Brandon Marshall, um, uh, Mike Evans, big, tall wide receiver who's who's six foot five. Used to play basketball. I'm sure Kason would like that. Um, yeah, former basketball player, played it in high school. I think he also played a little bit at USC before he before he uh, turned uh, his attention to football. A great jump ball receiver. Probably one of the best contested catches. Very good route runner for his size because there was a lot of question marks because of his size and, you know, because he's not the quickest guy on the field. You know, would his route running be a little bit limited? He's actually pretty good for his size. So I wouldn't be concerned overall. Um, Separation's fine. There's different ways to separate. It's not just from your route running, but it's also from how, how, how how, how you're able to kind of like use your arms correctly, right? And he, and he certainly has that in him too. So um, I think he's all around complete. I think he's a little bit more complete than Garrett overall from a package standpoint. But Garrett Wilson is just crisp. One of the crispiest route runners in this draft class. Um, you know, he's going to find himself open easily. Uh, he reminds me of Stefan Diggs, Garrett Wilson. Nice comp. Um, he's, my, he's my comp. Um, and... You know, whoever drafts, you know, Garrett Wilson, Drake London, they're going to get two two stud wide receivers. Um, you can't go wrong with either of them. If, if some people have Drake London as the number one, then that's fine. If people have Garrett Wilson as their number one, that's fine. Even Jameson Williams, that's fine. Because those three guys, for me, you can, you can like, kind of, like, argue. You can make a case for, for each of those guys being a number one wide receiver. Um, so I have Drake London going to the Falcons at number eight for me. But he could be in play for the Jets if, if uh, at ten. That only depends if the Jets don't trade for Debo Samuel, which we'll see in an hour, which will be quite spicy. But, but definitely watch out for that. I'm thinking that you know we'll go through your draft. We don't want to give it out all right now. Make those listeners wait for us. Um, I, I'm I'm hoping that for my Giants, I, I've saw a lot of information today that they're they're looking to move seven. I mean, everybody is going to put the smoke signals out that they're looking to move back if anybody's going to move up in any particular way. So just from a giant standpoint of view, in your mock draft, do you have Sauce Gardner being available to the Giants at five? Or is that somewhere that your Jets would take him if you if he's on the board? I actually got him being picked. I got him uh, picked at seven for you. Lot. I just I just sent the message through. And I love chat. that. Um, I got him at seven. Um, I don't think he'll. I, I don't know. He may go earlier, uh, possibly. I, I'm hearing the Jets might take him at four. We'll see if they don't take a pass rusher um, or tackle. But um, although I'd be a little bit surprised if the Jets were to take, I don't think the Jets will get Source Gardner. But I think the Giants are in play um, at seven for him. I got Stingley going at number three, but I'll, I'll explain why a little later on. But yes, yeah, Source Gardner at seven uh, to your New York Giants. That'll be a great pick. Considering that James Bradbury could be traded, uh, he could be traded this weekend. I'm not sure. I haven't heard too much on that front that he could be traded this weekend. If not, maybe they'll trade him um, 
in the coming days, coming weeks, leading up to OTAs and training camp. But but um, I think this is a good. I think this would be a good pick for the Giants. You know, you're getting your getting the getting your future number one cornerback um, who has star potential, superstar potential. Somebody who I think fits the new the New York market very well because it's all about trying to find a player that can fit that market and and definitely uh, Source Gardner fits the bill for me and that would be a great pick for your for for your Giants. Let's stay on this topic of the Giants for just a few more minutes. Now, when we did our mock drafts, our mock draft, pardon me, um, Evan O'Neill was high up on the board. He was higher up on the mock, our mock, and he was higher up on the draft. He was higher up a couple of weeks ago. Now we see him sliding down and we see, I think like Charles Thomas, the other offensive lineman is actually sliding up ahead of him right now, moving up ahead of him right now. In your opinion, is the problem with Evan O'Neill that he's good at every position on the offensive line, maybe with the exception of center, but he in particular is not great at any, maybe? Is that why he could be sliding right now? I don't think he should be sliding, though. You know, he's been mocked in the top 10 uh, yes. consistently. Although a couple of people have mocked him outside the top 10, which I, I disagree. I don't think he'll, I don't think he'll, I, I think he'll, I don't think he'll last that long, you know. Yeah, I, I, think I agree with in the you. Top 10. Um, I mean, he's going to come in and play right tackle for you lot anyways. You know, he's not going to move around the line unless Andrew Thomas gets injured and, you know, maybe the Giants will, will move him to left tackle for the time being. Um, if you never know, but as long as Andrew Thomas is 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 healthy, um, you know Evan Neal's a right tackle. You know you signed a lot of guards in free agency, like you high, right. highlighted Biggie um, a number of times. So you you just need that that other tackle to protect um, Daniel Jones. So now Daniel Jones has two protect protections coming off the edge. So he'll be he'll be protected very well. So you know a lot of guys on the defensive end won't probably won't. <laughs> will probably struggle to get by Andrew Thomas, who's, who was really good for you lot last year. He was one of your your bright spots for a pretty bad Giants team, and then you got and then you, you add Evan Neal. That would be a great pick for you lot, and that will that will have that will mean that the Giants will have two bookend tackles for the next ten years because Andrew Thomas was only drafted two years ago, and right. you got you get Evan Neal two years later. So it'll be a good pick for you lot. I have no problem with Evan Neal. I think he's fine. Um, so I expect him to be off the board too. Quick question. Yeah, okay, so you, you know this is a draft. This NFL draft is not the same without the quarterbacks being drafted. So everybody knows that this isn't the best quarterback class. But do you think there's any chance that none of these quarterbacks get drafted in the first round? Because I said, like, I think Biggie mentioned heavy offensive line, heavy defense of draft. Is there a chance that there's no quarterback still good in the first round this year? Uh, no, I think a quarterback will get picked. I mean, it is a very valuable position. Of course, there'll be a quarterback being picked in the first round. I think, you know, you never know. I mean, I I think I think three quarterbacks will get drafted in the first round tonight. I don't know where. Three? Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. I, I, I can see Carolina taking a quarterback. I could see but- Pittsburgh taking a quarterback. And I could see... I could actually see Seattle trading up to get a quarterback. You know, I've been hearing a lot of buzz that Seattle likes uh, Desmond Ritter. And if he's there in the 20s, they'll, they won't hesitate to trade up because they do have two second-round picks that they got from the Denver Broncos, high second-round picks, so they could easily trade back in in the first if they want to. And I got a wild-card team for you lot to watch out for a quarterback. And this is interesting. The Tennessee Titans... Watch out for them. Now, I'm not saying that they'll pick a quarterback, but there are a wild card team in regards to them maybe potentially picking a quarterback. Um, obviously, you know, last time we saw Ryan Tannehill on the field, he stunk up the joint, you know, in that AFC divisional game against the Bengals where he threw three interceptions and pretty much cost the Tennessee Titans playoff success. So, you know, you never know. I've been hearing some buzz about him maybe, maybe being you know that the, the Tennessee Titans are ready to maybe move on from. They're ready to move on from him in a year's time, and that maybe drafting a quarterback to maybe sit behind Ryan Tannehill for maybe one year. I think that's something that that could happen. But definitely watch out for them. Um, 
But yeah, I got three three quarterbacks coming off the first round. I think Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis are a lock for the first round. And I'm going to say Matt Corral or Desmond Ritter. One of the two. Uh, I'm not going to say who. I mean, it will be any of those two. Um, Desmond Ritter or, or, or Matt Corral, one of the two guys. I don't think four will get drafted unless another team wants to trade up. Um, the Lions, interestingly, have the 32nd pick. They have the second pick as well. There have been rumours about Malik Willis going number two overall. I don't see it. Um, but maybe the Lions could pick a quarterback at 32. Um, you never know. That could that could mean that there could be four, te- four quarterbacks taken off the board. Um, but I don't see four. I see three. Um, it'll be Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis, who are both locks. And then either Desmond Ritter or Matt Corral, one of the two to be picked. So another question. This is my last question because I got to jump off at seven thirty, and I'll be right back, guys. But um, there's teams with multiple picks. I think the Giants, the Jets, Kansas the City Eagles, Eagles, Kansas City, and the Eagles. And Green Kansas Bay. City, we could take and Green Bay. Kansas City and Green Bay, we could take them off the list. They don't really need a quarterback because they have two, two quarterbacks, and they have Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. I need the other teams. And the Jets, because I think the Jets, because they uh, drafted the quarterback yeah. last year. The other teams, which one of these teams would you say really needs a quarterback? Like, should invest in a quarterback? So, basically, you're saying the Giants, Eagle, Eagles, and the Texans. Um, I don't, And the Lions. Uh, I'd say the, the Lions. Lions. The Lions probably need a quarterback more. Um, just because I think, you know... There's been a lot of talk that that they like one of the quarterbacks in this class. Um, I haven't heard anything from the Texans, Giants, or Eagles, um, you know, in regards to quarterbacks. So I don't think any of those teams are going to take a quarterback. Um, I mean, the Giants, yeah. Interestingly enough, they they are they're not giving Daniel Jones that fifth year option. So so he'll be a free agent next off season. So basically, Daniel Jones is on a you know he's been given one last chance. Yeah, uh, this coming season. So you, I mean, the Giants are not going to draft the quarterback. I would be shocked if they were. Um, I, I would be shocked if they did. And I'm sure you guys, you guys are Giants fans. You know more Giants football than I do. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you guys are shocked. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I can't see them picking the quarterback. Houston. I mean, Davis Mills was really good for them last year. Uh, he he was. had a really good rookie. He had a really good rookie year. Um, with all the troubles that that had gone on in Houston with the whole Deshaun Watson sitting out and battling his legal issues to the team being very decimated. Dave Davis Mills handled himself very well, so I don't see them drafting the quarterback. And the Eagles, um, funny enough, the Eagles had three first-round picks uh, a few weeks ago, and then they traded They traded back. Um, they gave actually one of those first-round picks to the New Orleans Saints, and the New Orleans Saints gave them a future first-round pick for next year. So now the Eagles have two first-round picks next year to go with two this year. I don't think they'll be looking for a quarterback this year. No way. They won't draft one. I see them drafting a quarterback next year if Jalen Hurts. If Jalen Hurts ain't the guy. If he doesn't show that he's the guy. Otherwise, right. yeah, otherwise if he does, then he'll be their quarterback. Otherwise, if he doesn't show uh, Nick Sirianni and Harry, uh, Harry Roseman that, that he's the quarterback, he's the guy, then they'll look for another one. But in terms of the teams that have multiple first-round picks, the Lions are probably the only team that I'd watch out for in regards to maybe any any uh, any quarterback movement in terms of could they draft a quarterback or could they trade for a quarterback? You never know. But right. I'd say out of all the teams that have multiple first-round picks, yeah, the Lions for me. So here's a complete list and a welcome to Mr. Detroit and Tony Tone for being in the room tonight. Here's a list of the eight teams that have multiple picks tonight in the draft. The Detroit Lions, the Houston Texans, the Packers, Kansas City Chiefs, New Orleans Saints, New York Giants, New York Jets, and Eagles. Um, like, you know, like you said, there's probably three or four teams in that mix that, that could use a quarterback. It's, you know, the saints could make a move. Detroit could make a move. It's not outside of the realm to think that Houston might be in love with somebody, but jets are set. Eagles are probably set giants. We know aren't going to make a move. Casey's not going to make a move. So it's kind of split down the middle. I, I, I think you might see these teams with two number one picks that draft late, like Kansas city, like the Packers, both teams that arguably need an elite receiver, I think those two number one picks could be very interesting tonight and possibly moving up with a team like Atlanta at eight, 
maybe a team like Houston at 13, because if Kansas City were to move up to 13 from 29 and 30, it would take both of those picks to move up to the 13 hole. So watch out for the teams tonight that have this equity with these multiple first round picks. That could give mm. us some really some really entertaining moves tonight. And then, mm. then we don't we don't know if is is Manziel gonna get moved tonight. I mean, that's still the potential out there. You made a good point I with maybe Yeah, exactly. Mayfield, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like Johnny Johnny Beck. You gotta be excited. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Johnny, Johnny Manziel <laughs> making I a comeback. Believe, I, saw be, uh... him, I saw him throw a pass in indoor football last weekend to uh to uh TO. They were, I saw oh, a highlight yeah, on yeah, well, yeah. Crazy, crazy. Um, but these these teams that need to get very specific, like let me ask you a question, Sayed. Where what position and what player do you have Buffalo going with? Because Buffalo, I think, is an interesting team because I think where they are as far as talent and the precipice of getting into the AFC championship game and possibly the Super Bowl, they could take a luxury pick with a running back. Who do you have the bills in your mock that you just did taking at, I think, 26 or 27? Yeah, I actually have the bills uh, taking a running back. Um, Brees Hall is, is the guy that I'm looking at. Um, you know, last year, the bills, as much as Josh Allen was was great, um, you know, and the, the, the bills passed, Passing attack was was one of the best in the in the NFL, but then if you think about a lot towards the uh, latter stages of the regular season, the Bills' passing game um, uh, regressed, and big, the biggest reason why was because they didn't have a running game, and that actually caused teams to kind of sit back and sit deep in coverage, expecting Josh Allen to 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 uh, strike bombs to 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 a uh, to to Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis, or Cole Beasley, you know, Isaiah McKenzie, those guys at the receiver spot, right? And also Knox. So, you know, teams had to sit back in coverage, you know, and tell and, and literally just tell Buffalo, listen, we're gonna we're gonna sit tight, man. You can throw all these you can throw all these footballs as much as you want, but if you're gonna beat us, you're gonna have to beat us by running the football. And the Bills, you know, uh, rushing rushing attack isn't great. Um probably one of the more uh weaker parts in their team and their roster. Um, so I think, you know, I expect them to address um, that by not only drafting Brees Hall, but also trying to tweak their offensive line to try and find some some O-linemen who are really good in, in run blocking so that they can definitely open, so that they can create more running lanes for, for, for their running backs, like a Singletary and potentially Brees Hall if they do draft him. So I think Brees Hall will be, I think he, I think he most likely to be drafted by the Bills. I know some people are saying that this might be the draft where there'll be no running backs in the first round. I think there's got to be at least one running back, at least. And if there is one, I think Brees Hall makes the perfect sense. Um, you know, he's probably my number one rate running back. Um, and you've got Kenneth Walker as well, who's who's very, very good. So you've got some good options there. Um, but Brees Hall would be a great option. I think he'll be a good fit for this, for this Bills team. So... You have you you have at the mock, the Panthers taking a quarterback, correct? Yeah. Okay, so let me ask you this question: If they're in the, if you have them in the mock taking a quarterback, um, it comes down to like the chicken, the chicken and the egg philosophy, right? What do you need more, an offensive line or a good quarterback? So at number six, do you have an offensive lineman? on your board rated higher for that great term of draft the best player that's there, regardless of position is the best offensive lineman going to, or the second best offensive lineman potentially be there at six. And do you rate that second offensive lineman better than you rate, say either Malik Willis or Pickett at quarterback. So, you know, that well, philosophy of we're drafting the best available talent, regardless of position who's left on the board at our pick. Well, in my mock draft, um, Evan Neal and Akima Kwan will both be gone before the Panthers make their picks. So they'll be left with Charles, uh, Charles Cross, um, you know, which, you know, yeah, he'll be he'll be their third best offensive lineman on that board. But, I mean, by then, you know, the Panthers have got to be looking for a quarterback. I'll be shocked if they don't go quarterback. Um, 
I they need a quarterback probably more than than the teams that I mentioned, like Pittsburgh. Um, you know, New Orleans. I've been hearing about they could be a, a team that could look for a quarterback. Tennessee could be a wild card. Detroit. The Panthers need a quarterback more than those teams, and they they're sitting at six now. They don't have to pick a quarterback at six. They could trade back, get more picks. They don't. They don't have a second round pick, by the way, this year. They've they've given that away uh, in the Sam Darnold trade last year, so they don't have a second round pick. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they trade back. And you know, maybe try and settle for maybe a Matt Corral, maybe Desmond Riddle, um, or maybe Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett might be on the board. It depends on how far they trade back. I don't see the Steelers trading up. Um, I know we did our mock draft, um, but that was for fun when we did the, the whole trade up thing with the Steelers. But I don't see them trading trading up, so they don't have to worry about it. So if I'm the Panthers, I would trade back, get a second round pick, pick your guy, whatever that's Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis. Uh, Matt Corral, Desmond Ritter, any of the quarterbacks, um, you know, like, and then, yeah, get that second-round pick and then use that on an offensive lineman to protect the quarterback. I mean, this is a very deep offensive lineman class. There'll be some good, o, there'll be some good O-linemen in, in the second round for sure. Um, but, yeah, from the Panthers, I would be looking at a quarterback. But if they want to pick one at six, they can go pick one at six, but they know they don't have a second-round pick. So I'd say preferably, yeah, they should trade down. Uh, maybe get more picks. I don't see any team picking a quarterback. I think um, in, in the first 10, uh, 10, 15 picks, unless it's the Carolina Panthers. Depends on how right. far they trade back. Um, I Like I said, I've got three quarterbacks taken off the board in the first round. Panthers will be the first one, no matter what. Depends on how far they trade down for me. Right. PJ, I know that you're moving tonight, but can you chat for a second? Sure no, that's okay. Okay, you, brother. Good, good to talk to you. Good to have you on, my friend. Good to have you on. Yes, PJ, sir. as as you probably heard Saeed saying, um, he has he has Panthers taking a quarterback. So let me ask you this question if you in your opinion. If the Panthers select an offensive lineman at six, does that put up your radar for a potential trade of maybe Baker Mayfield? going to that team because if the Panthers go offensive line route, I don't think they're looking to build that offensive line exclusively for Sam Darnold. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's all in how you value the position, basically comparing the, the quarterback class to Baker Mayfield. Um, it'll tell you um, what Dave Tepper and that team is thinking. They're in a really, um, uh, deep situation right now because the whole offensive, the whole staff is on the hot seat, including um, in, including Matt Rule. And you need a sure thing or something to solidify your future and possibly your job. So if you if you see that Baker Mayfield is there and you need to fortify the offensive line, and if that's you, like, like I told you, Biggie, um, I think the theme of this draft is it's all in how you approach it. And right. for the Carolina Panthers, it's all in how you approach how you want to address the quarterback position. Do you want that young um, that young um, star to, de- to develop and create and mold and make his own path? Or do you want the proven commodity who, if he didn't, um, if things didn't go south for him, you would be singing a different tune about Baker Mayfield. So it's intriguing to see how they, what they do. Um, we'll definitely see how they, um, what will happen if they go offensive tackle, and you know what will happen. So negotiations will be in place for Baker Mayfield to go to Carolina. If not, I'm with Saeed. I think the quarterback will fall and go to the Carolina Panthers at six, whether it be Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett. That's on David Tepper to um, make that decision. That's a great point. Saeed, I think you left off with Atlanta with the number eight pick. Who do you have going nine and ten in your mock draft? So, yeah, um, let me just get my mock draft real quick. Uh, so I have um, I have Kayvon Thibodeau at nine for the Seahawks and Jermaine Johnson at ten for the Jets. Um I know PJ might have looked at my mock draft. He might be like, why is Thibodeau not with the Jets at four? 
the reason why I'm saying this is because I just I don't I don't know why, but I've I've been I've been hearing that Joe Douglas and the Jets regime are not high on Mackay Becton. Um, they're just not high on him. They've you know he's had injury issues in the, in the, throughout his you know short stint in the NFL so far, and they're very concerned by his weight as well. And that, that you know, and if if Akeem Aquanu somehow makes it to four, I don't think he'll make it to four. You know, I would be shocked if he did. I think the tech, I, the two teams I'd watch for Akeem Aquanu is the Jaguars and the Texans. But if he does make it to four, I feel like Joe Douglas will not pass up on Akeem Aquanu, which means that Kayvon Thibodeau will fall to nine. Um, unless, you know, the Giants, you know, like him and they take him. Maybe Atlanta might take him. Do they, they need a pass rusher at eight. Although I see them taking receiver, that will leave the Seahawks, and this is a best best player available scenario. Um, you know, to get Kayvon Thibodeau at nine would be a steal, just because you'd think about the buzz that he got. You know, in terms of the teams above, maybe the Jets prior to maybe a week ago, where now it's pretty much Akeem Aquanu or Sauce Gardner or Stingley now for the Jets, or even Jermaine Johnson at four for the Jets. Um, so whereas the Giants could have, you know, maybe the Giants, you know, they were looking at Kayvon Thibodeau, could they have taken him? Um, so for the Seahawks to kind of sit there at nine, a team that normally trades back, John Schneider normally likes to trade back, you know, maybe he might not trade back. Maybe he might look at the potential of Kayvon Thibodeau. I still think Kayvon Thibodeau has the highest ceiling out of all the edge rushers in this class. He has the highest ceiling for me. You know, in terms of talent, you know, his talent's through the roof. So right. on his day, he can be the best pass rusher out of this class. I'm just saying, you know, like if if he's there at nine, John Schneider may not pass him up, may not pass up on him. And they do need a pass rusher. Their defense, you know, it has been a question mark over the last couple of years. Some people would, would have mocked the Seahawks to take an offensive lineman. Fair enough. They do have a need on that side of the ball as well. But you got Thibodeau at nine. I'd, I'd strongly consider him. And the Jets, Jermaine Johnson. Jets love him. Robert Sala, um, they love him. They coached him at the Senior Bowl. So they've had a good good look at him um, at, at the Senior Bowl. And they've also had, uh, he, he also uh, visited with the Jets um, a couple of weeks ago, as well as um, they've met at the Combine. So the Jets have met um, Jermaine Johnson three times in this draft pro- process. And what I'm hearing is that they love Jermaine Johnson. Um, they love him a lot. Um, and that, you know, the Jets may not pass up on him. Potentially, they could even take him at four. Or if if not, he, you know, they could take him at 10 if a team doesn't pick him. Um, that's why I got the Jets taking Jermaine Johnson. The Jets could take a wide receiver at, at number 10. Um, Drake London looks like the guy that the Jets like. Um you know, he fits what the Jets need. The Jets need size at wide receiver. We've got Elijah Moore. Um, Corey Davis, who's 6'3". Um, you know, I think he's at 220 pounds, 6'3". He's a big receiver as well, but he's not as big as Drake London. Drake London's 6'5". Six, six I think he's 225 as well. But, you know, you're adding that height and you're adding that length with Drake right. London. Um, and then you've got Braxton Berrios, who's a slot receiver for us. Again, a little bit like Elijah Moore undersized. So the Jets do need size at wide receiver. So he's more of a fit and what they need in their offense. So maybe I'd look out for Drake London, but in my mock, I have Drake London go to Atlanta Falcons. If he's there at 10, Drake London, as well as Jermaine Johnson, the Jets may have a decision to make which one of the two would they prefer. Um, or there's rumors that the Jets could trade for Debo Samuel. The 10th pick could be in play. We'll see about that. I'm not so sure. Ian Rappaport, he did say earlier that the trade is not imminent so, uh, as of now. So, but we'll see. Uh, anything can happen in the draft. Crazy things have happened during the draft in regards to the trade. So, we'll see. So, Jets have three options: Jermaine Johnson, Drake London, or um, Debo Samuel. Um, but yeah, as far as I got number nine, number ten, like the Tommy Biggie, Kayvon Thibodeau, best player available, Jets. Uh, Jermaine Johnson, but you could definitely definitely put a receiver in there or two at, at 10 as well. I'm just thinking that it wouldn't benefit the Jets to move number 10 for somebody like Debo. I mean, I understand how yeah, great I, Debo I is. 
I agree, I agree with you. I agree with you. I, though, as I said in the chat room when we were getting ready for the show during the day, I actually think, listen, if you're going to trade Debo Samuel and you're the San Francisco 49ers, you basically want to eliminate the 16 teams in the NFC the way I'm thinking. You're not going to trade him in the conference, right? So you look at a team like the Chiefs, and this is what we talked about with Case on the beginning of the show, the eight teams that have multiple first-round picks tonight. Now, if you're the Chiefs and you have 29 and 30, and maybe you include a second-rounder next year, I got news for you. 29 and 30 this year and a second round next year for Debo Samuel, and then the Chiefs would have to figure out some way to pay him. There are teams that I think can offer more enticing, like we were saying, than than just number 10. Um, but you know Debo's not going to – you know he obviously doesn't want to get traded to a bad team, so that potentially could limit some of his moves, but he doesn't have a no-trade clause or anything, so he has to go where he's going to get sent to. Yeah, yeah, he does. Um, it's not like Tyreek Hill where Tyreek Hill had a choice, you know, between the Jets or the Dolphins. He chose the Dolphins, you know, partly, yeah, because he does live out in, in Miami, does train there in the offseason. So I guess convenience helps as well. And I'm sure if he had that no-trade clause, Debo Samuel would probably go to Carolina because there were rumours that, you know, you know, he wasn't happy in San Francisco, that he wanted to be in the East Coast. And, you know, considering he is from Carolina, maybe he, he, if, he, if the Carolina Panthers were ever interested, he would have gone there. But, but uh, um, yeah, I, I think, yeah, with, with the Jets, the 10th pick, I, I agree with you. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't offer the 10th pick for me personally. I mean, I just think it's a reach. Considering the Jets offered a set, two second-round picks for Tyreek Hill, and funny enough, the, the Chiefs accepted that offer. It's just right. that Tyreek Hill had that no-trade clause, which meant that he had the Dolphins and the Jets to choose from. And right. he chose the Dolphins. So I don't see, like, the Jets... I don't think the Jets should offer the 10th pick. And if you think about it, if the, the, if the Jets offer... Because we got 35... We got picks 35 and 38. Two high second-round picks. The Jets have the 69th overall pick, a third-round pick. If the Jets were to offer 35, 38, and 69, that's equivalent to a 13th overall pick. Those three picks right there, combine them together... That's equivalent to a 13th overall pick. You know, that's fantastic. That's a really good trade package for, for the 49ers to take and to use. You know, you got two high second round picks, 35-38. You, you know how many great plays there are in day two? I think day two is just as good as day one. You know, I know day one is always, obviously day one is day one, of course. You know, but day two, you even find some real good talent in, in, day, in day two, right? So, you know, you've got two high second-round picks. You can maneuver those picks, trade back, maybe add more, you know. So this is a good package for the 49ers. Um, but they want – but see, they want a first-round pick for Debo Samuel. Right. Um, I don't think Joe Douglas has offered a first-round pick. From what I'm hearing, they actually have made an offer to the Jets and the Lions. I don't, I don't know what the Lions' trade package is, but the Jets, um, it's, it's two second-round picks. And the third round pick, 69th overall pick. So 35, 38, and 69. I think the Lions actually offered the first round pick, but I think they offered the 32nd overall pick. And I think maybe a, a second or, or third um, in there as well. So, so yeah, the Jets and the Lions, um, they made their offers. I don't. I think the 49ers want that 10th pick from the, from the Jets, but I, I just don't see Joe Douglas, you know, giving up that 10th pick. You know, Joe Douglas, he, he's a type of guy, he... He he's a hard, he's a hardballer. He hardballs teams. Like he, he, you know, if 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 a team tells him, listen, look, you know, we want this. Joe Douglas, if he doesn't want to give that away, then he's not going to give it away. But the 49ers right. tell him, look, we want the tenth pick, and Joe Douglas is like, no, we'll offer you two second round picks and our third round pick. You know, Joe Douglas is he's going to be like, ah, that's that's the final offer, there. you know, and he's not going to budge. So I don't I don't see the tenth pick being moved. Um, I'd be shocked if the Jets were to trade for Debo Samuel with the 10th pick. It'll probably be the two second rounds and the third round pick. PJ, let me ask you a question being the Steeler fan in the group. this I don't see anybody reaching for a quarterback after the Jets. So at 10, we have the Jets, 11, the Commanders, 12, the Vikings, Texans. I mean, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, the Texans have the pick from Cleveland, the Ravens, and then the Eagles. Now, what concerns me is 
before we get to the Steelers at 20, you have to pass New Orleans twice with number 16 and number 19. If Malik Willis is on the board, they're going to take him at 19. They're going to take him at 19 because the Chargers aren't going to take a quarterback and the Colts aren't going to take a quarterback right now. Are you worried as a Steeler fan, he could be drafted at 19 by the Saints if Malik Willis was there? Or Saeed, what do you think about that question? So yes, yeah, so you said Malik Willis. If, if, if Malik draft. Willis, if he, if Malik Willis is at sixteen, where the Saints have sixteen and nineteen, they won't yeah. pick him at sixteen because the Chargers are after them, and then the Eagles have nineteen, um, mm-hmm. and then the Saints have nineteen. Forgive me, and the and the Eagles are there. If are, are you? Do you? Would you be concerned if you were a Steeler fan? that the Saints would draft Willis with one of those two first-round picks if he's there? Or, I mean, they have Jameis Winston at quarterback now, really. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it depends. I don't think the Steelers organization will be concerned if Malik Willis is gone because, it's you know, dead. I mean, they'll probably trade back. You know, Desmond Ritter's been getting a lot of buzz. Um, I think, yeah, a lot of people have been high on Desmond Ritter. I think he's... You know, I you know I don't know. I I I can't. I wasn't that high on him earlier in the pro- draft process, but I've been watching some stuff on, on on Desmond Ritter, and he's maybe I've been a little bit harsh on him, and he could be a good quarterback in the NFL. So, um, uh, Matt Corral, another guy as well. Um, you know, he's he has that potential too. I don't think they should be worried. And like I said, this quarterback class is not the best, and it's not great. And that's no no disrespect to all these guys at, at the QB spot. You know, I don't think the Steelers fan. I don't think the Steelers will be too upset if Malik Willis is off the board before. And I, do you know, what? I actually think one of Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis will be there at twenty. I think one of them will be there. I think one will be taken before, and that will be probably the Carolina Panthers. And one of them will be there wherever that's. For example, if Kenny Pickett was to get picked either at six or let's say the Carolina Panthers trade down, let's say six spots, and they still pick uh, Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis. Will probably be there at twenty, or vice versa. Can he, if Malik Willis was picked by the Panthers, then Kenny Pickett will probably most likely be there at twenty, and then and then the, then the Steelers could look, say, yeah, we'll probably draft him. So, um, I mean, both could be off the board. We just don't know where these quarterbacks are going to go. This this draft, it's so hard to project where these quarterbacks are going to go. Where we can only project them by by the teams that are interested in quarterbacks. Whereas last year was different. We only projected them based on numbers where, where the team, where we could see these quarterbacks falling, ideally. Um, so, but yeah, I, I think the Steelers will sit back, relax and wait. They'll, they'll, they'll do what New England did last year and just wait for their guy to fall like New England did with Matt Jones. Or they could just trade back and maybe get some more assets. Where they, they do need, they they need more than a quarterback. They need an offensive line. They need to buffer that a little bit, um, and they need to maybe buffer up that. They need to improve their secondary a little bit as well. But but I think the Steelers will probably just sit back, wait, and see who's there at twenty. I mean that makes logical sense. Why, you know, why move up? Why push for somebody when you don't necessarily have to? Right. And I don't see the Steelers as an organization that's going to panic in any way, shape or form. Um, let's go to My one bad. message. No, it's OK, PJ. Bad, no worries. Man. There's no bads. There's no bads, baby. Let's go to Regis's message real quick. What's good, fellas? How y'all doing? I uh, hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon or evening, depending on your time zone. Yes, it's the draft. The draft is coming up. Oh, man, it's about to be a good one. My Lions picking at number two, baby. Yo, we about to get we about to get a hutch. And then we're going to get fucking Desmond Ritter at 32. And, and Lions going to shove her ball. Lions going to shove her ball. I don't, hey, imagine, I don't think he's too far off on that, do you? Hey, imagine, no, imagine if they don't take Hutch. <laughs> imagine, if they don't take, imagine if they don't take Hutch. Yeah, that's right. That's a, that's a good point, right? Because it's, it's not like they're sold out every that's game. Good. He would help them sell tickets. Oh yeah, it'll be it'll be a great pick, home run for them to to pick Aiden Hutchinson. Played at Michigan, you know he was actually at the Detroit Tigers game recently too. So, you know, um, 
You know, so I'm sure there's a lot of Detroit Tigers fans, or a lot of a lot of them are Lions fans anyway. So, you know, I'm sure they were like, yes, you know, he's going to be a Lion. You know, I'd be shocked if he if if the Lions don't take him. Um, I've been I, you know, I've I've been in crazy smoke screens. In probably the biggest smoke screen I heard was that the Lions are going to pass up on Aiden Hutchinson and that he will fall to the Jets, which is a complete smoke screen. I don't see that happening. As much as I wish for it to happen, I can't see it. Um, Regis, I mean, I'm sure he's excited that Hutchinson is going to stay home. He's going to remain home in Michigan and play for the Detroit Lions under Dan Campbell. I think that'll be a great pick. And as for, as for Desmond Ritter, I could see that happening. I could I could see that happening at 32. We'll see, yeah, but uh, that's not to, uh, that would be a good pick for them. I like. I mean, I'll be honest. I wasn't that high on him, but I have been a little bit harsh. I've been watching a lot more Desmond Ritter. Um, you know. I think, yeah, he has some traits. Maybe, listen, if he sits behind one year, behind Jared Goff, and he comes, I think he could, I think he could be a, a good quarterback in the NFL. I, for a for, for 30, 30-second pick, that would be some good value there, you know? Now, PJ, mm-hmm. PJ, you scoffed at that. Do you think that's too high for Ritter 32, or do you not think Ritter's going to be available at 32? Not at all. I think he's, out of all the quarterbacks, I can honestly – say after watching tape on Desmond Ritter, he's literally put himself in this position as a possible first-round quarterback. If you think back to how he has been evaluated since the um, senior bowl, he's made the biggest adjustments and has done the most in fixing the, um, the weaknesses in his traits and and showing improvements um, to the scouts and all the um, draft evaluators throughout all different um, throughout all the phases of the draft process, I could see him um, putting himself throughout maybe the maybe um, picks twenty to thirty-two, um, and that's kind of a big gap. But it's looking like the only teams that could consider quarterback are the Steelers and the Lions. Even though I don't think the Lions need to really Harp on quarterback right now with who they have with, um, with, with Jared Goff, but um, yeah, he's 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 literally um, been the most impressive, the most improved, and he's um, definitely um, deserved to be a first round quarterback, wherever it may be. Um, and real quickly. Me and um, Cy, we've been talking about this for, for, for the jump. I've been saying Aiden Hutchinson is a lock for um, the number two pick. If it's not, they are the, the Lions are utter laughingstocks <laughs> of the NFL. If you don't, if it's if if Aiden Hutchinson is not on that card, there is literally something wrong with the Lions organization. So that, let me ask a. F- yeah, let me, I'm sorry, PJ. I just wanted to stay on something and get your opinion. Saeed was talking about potentially the Titans. Don't be surprised, Saeed said, if you see the Titans in the market for a quarterback. Now, we're talking 32 for Detroit, but what about Desmond Ritter at 26 to the Titans? Now, people would say the Titans need a wide receiver, but this we've all heard this is a deep draft, so there's possibly somebody that's going to be there in the second round that they yeah. value. Would it shock you if Tennessee decided to go with Desmond Ritter at 26? Not at all. I would also look. I would also look and say maybe Desmond Ritter, Matt Corral. Those would be the two quarterbacks if Tennessee wanted to pull the trigger. Those would be the two guys I would say would be on Tennessee's radar from a um, fit and scheme and quarterback. Um, ideal quarterback landscape for the Titans. Um, it's all in, in how um, 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 Vinny Lombardi uh, wants um, who he wants as a quarterback, but those guys, if they did pull the trigger, I could honestly see them maybe making a move like that um, to, to nab them. And if one of those two guys fall, Corral or Ritter, Tennessee could take them in the second round. And it would just be like you had first round um, value on the both of them. So um, yeah, it, we'll, we'll see what happens, dude. But that's that's what I. Those are the two quarterbacks I think 
if Tennessee did make a move like that, would definitely be the one that maybe they would um, choose um, if they did pull the trigger. Yeah, that's a good point. And, and I mean, you know, the Bills, the Cowboys, the Cardinals, the Bucks, the Packers, none of those teams are going to take quarterback. So that would be a possible place where Tennessee could just kind of sit still and relax there. Um, we're probably about 10 minutes away from the draft right now. This is just this is just a big spectacle for the NFL right now. It's like it's like Christmas for all of the football fans when it comes to the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. Saeed. Um, so now we, we left off. I think we're up to uh, the Minnesota Vikings at number 12. Who do you have for Minnesota at number 12? Yeah, I've got them taking Kyle Hamilton um, out of Notre Dame. Um, I know the Washington Commanders could be a team that could look at uh, Kyle Hamilton, but uh, I see I see them picking um, a wide receiver for me. Um, so, yeah, the Vikings... They do, need, they do need some secondary help. Um, they could go with they could go an offensive lineman, um, they, or they could go with defensive lineman as well. But they need help on the secondary. That's probably their biggest need. Um, I'm sure the Vikings um, would have preferred one of those corners, uh, Sauce Gardner or, or Derek Stingley. Um, but you know those two guys are off the board for me. Um, so they're they're left with Kyle Hamilton, which will be a great pick. Um, probably one of the best. You know the best safety safeties in this class, easily the best safety in this class, and probably one of the best safety prospects in recent years. Um, somebody whose draft stock has fallen um, a little bit. Um, he was supposed to be a top ten pick, or maybe even top five pick, but he somehow, some way, has fallen to twelve. But uh, it'll be a great pick for the Vikings there as they look to bolster that secondary. So now we drift over to the Houston Texans holding number 13 um, and then Baltimore Ravens at 14. Let's see if we can get these mock picks in before we're going to shut down the show and everybody can tune into the draft. Let's go on a little bit of a run here. Who do you have the Texans taking at 13? So I I have them taking uh, Chris Olave because obviously Drake London and Garrett Wilson off the board. I think Drake, I think it'll be Chris Olave. Um, I, I, with the Houston Texans uh, for me at number 13. And, you got and Baltimore the Ravens, 14 Ravens. Uh, Ravens, um, I got um, I got the Ravens. Um, um, oh, sorry, my bad. Let me check my list. I got the Ravens taking the Kobe Dean uh, linebacker. Oh, I uh, like that pick. So I got him, I got him there as well. So, uh, yeah. So, Eagles. What? Eagles are coming in at 15. Yeah, Jordan Davis, defensive lineman, uh, Georgia. Okay. Um, and, and then we have Saints at 16. Uh, Saints at 16. Uh, I got them taking Jameson Williams, uh, wide receiver, Alabama. They need now, a here's, wide a t- here's a team I'm interested about because I've heard a lot of different players mocked to the Chargers. Who do you have in the phase one mock draft for this draft? Got Trent McDuffie. Cornerback got them taking a corner to to uh, to go um, on the opposite to JC Jackson, and you got Derwin James already the safety there. So, you know, um, I'm I'm a big fan of Trent McDuffie. I'm also a big fan of Andrew Booth, but you know, I like Trent McDuffie a lot more. He's been high on a lot of people, so got him okay. going to the Chargers. So we got four minutes to get these next uh, fourteen teams in. So we got the Eagles at number eighteen. Oh, Eagles at, at number eighteen. Um, I, I haven't done the full thirty-two mock list. That's fine. List, that's fine. Let's it. let's end let's end it at the Eagles, and we'll kind of recap the show because I know you got to go in five yeah. minutes, and I do too. Yeah, I, I can see I can see the Eagles taking a receiver. Um, I would I would definitely look at um, I'd definitely look at a uh, I'd say I'd say Traylon Burks. Watch out for him. Um, he hasn't been getting a lot of buzz for some reason, but I definitely look at him. Traylon Burks, Arkansas's wide receiver. I definitely look at him. I think he'll be, you know, I think he's something that they need. They need a big body, big physical wide receiver. You already got Devontae Smith with his route running. You got Traylon Burks. If, you know, he can add that physicality in that wide receiver room for the Eagles there. 
So now as we get ready to end the show and we encourage everybody to watch the draft, my friend, it was awesome doing the show with you tonight. I've always wanted to do a two-person show with you. If, oh, thank you, man. If you, if you had to guess if a team was going to make a move tonight, by moving up or tri- what do you think is going to be the what do you think could be the potential thing tonight that we see happen that is the oh my moment from the hosts at the podium on the NFL Network tonight? Well, you know me as a, as a Jets fan, I hope Debo Samuel um, is traded. <laughs> you know, during the draft, that would be amazing. Um, I'll be off. I'll be literally off my seat if that happens. I mean, as a Jets fan, you know, imagine the Jets are on the clock at pick ten, and you know, you you see, oh, a trade, um, yeah, icon, a trade icon pop up, and then it says 49ers picking at ten. You know, I, I you know, funny, we're watching it on NFL Network, myself and you as well. You know, Rich Eisen's a Jets fan, and you know, it'll be so funny to see Rich Eisen's face. You know, because I remember Rich, I remember when the Jets, um, I remember when the Jets traded up to go get Elijah Vera Tucker last year. Rich Eisen was literally. Was like oh oh like I I I could imagine that oh oh being a lot more louder if 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 a Debo Samuel trade was to happen tonight I hope that happens um, in terms of teams moving up I can see the Chiefs moving up to get these receivers um, the Green Bay Packers need a receiver but I I don't see the Green Bay Packers trading up but the pa- I do think the Chiefs will trade up to get one of these wide receivers I did have. Jameson Williams mocked to the Saints at 16. If we see Jameson Williams start to fall a little bit, let's say to the mid-teens, like we said, with 15 or 16, watch out for the Chiefs. Maybe they could move up because Jameson Williams has a lot of qualities that that Tyreek Hill has. Now, I'm not saying he's a Tyreek Hill because Tyreek Hill is one of a kind, but Jameson Williams has that speed 